Hello and welcome to our AEM Community Grassroots Intervention and Advocacy Podcast, where we hope in each podcast to highlight a community programming or intervention program that kind of goes into and highlight how the program was developed, how this program is different, what people are doing in a specific target region, and hopefully you'll be able to learn a little bit from these different programming in different cities around the nation and be able to take little bits and pieces that may be applicable to your community and back to your program. So here I'd like to welcome you today to this episode four where we have three different individuals joining me. We have two Mikes (laughs) as well as Kevin. We have two med students from LSU as well as a resident from LSU EM program where I just recently graduated from joining us today. I myself, I am Jordan Vaughn. I'm serving as AEM social and vice chair this year, and I'm happy to have our uh, visitors with us today on this podcast. Um, Mike, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about you? Okay, my name is uh, Mike. I'm a fourth year LSU emergency medicine resident, born and raised here in New Orleans. Was an athlete here with the college for that, so I have a passion for emerging athletics with just overall development. And happy to be able to use both of those backgrounds to give something back to the youth and community. And Kevin Hardy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hey, I'm Kevin Hardy, second year medical student at LSU in New Orleans. From Lake Charles, went to McNeese State, played basketball in college, played basketball overseas for a little bit. And now I'm just running out in med school. As I mentioned earlier, we have two Michaels. So, Michael Alfred, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Michael Alfred. I'm a second year med student at LSU. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I went to undergraduate in Houston at University of St. Thomas, played some basketball there. And then, uh, yeah, basketball is just like basketball is a big passion of mine. Combining basketball with health is just that's a dream. So you guys are seeing to our listeners overarching theme here of basketball being very prevalent here today. We are going to be talking with about health and hoops with docs, a program that I would let them introduce, but is amazing program in our city with inner New Orleans youth regarding health and forming relationships with health providers in the community. Michael, why don't you open it up a little bit and just tell us about the target population of your programming and how you guys got started. Yeah, so the target population is Black male adolescent youth um, here in the city. And it was started in partnership with the New Orleans Recreation um, Department. Uh, initially, we used a curriculum, um, Positive Youth Development, which is based on a body of research that says six specific competencies help build um, Black male adolescent youth towards pro-social development through resilience building. Those six competencies include competence, it includes caring, contribution, community, and a couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head, but that's been the basis and theme of the program to begin with, but we've now evolved to include different activities such as Stop the Bleed, which Kevin and the other Michael are responsible for. The original idea was a summer program, but it, it has extended into the academic year. And so every programming kind of strives or is birthed from some need that is seen in the community. What need did you guys identify was needed in the community and how was how does this program meet that need? Well, I'll speak uh, to this. So violence on the community specifically is violence I'm here in the city of New Orleans. I think there was some data um, published, I think a three-year study 
2015 to 2018, which revealed the incidence of violent crime here in the city um, was Black males beginning at the age of 14. And so due to that, we used research to inform us to help would be the intervention. And this positive development through resilience building can help some of those negative social uh, factors which contribute towards violence incidents. And so you mentioned before working with different community partners in the city. I know you guys are involved. What other relationships or organizations have you guys partnered with in the city to collaborate for this program? No other specific uh, collaboration that I can think of besides the New Orleans uh, Recreation um, Department that we did have recently Stop the Bleed, which is affiliated with the University Medical Center of New Orleans. Um, but moving forward, we look towards having more of those similar opportunities. Michael and Kevin, tell me a little bit how you guys are, how you guys got involved and how your involvement with the program. Yeah, we got involved just from hearing about from Dr. Mike. He was telling people about health and hoops with doctors, wear your scrubs, just a chance to come play some basketball with the kids. And it initially started as a summer program, but we loved it. We started going every week. We found a really good relationship with the kids. And it's really cool being it for them to be able to see, hopefully we can be positive figures for them. And when we're in medicine. We've had to make certain steps to get here. And so it's it's cool seeing them ask questions about what, what being a doctor is like. And obviously we're med students, so we can't really answer too much, but just being something, somebody they can see that is in that field. And then we continued it on into the uh, fall, just somewhat after school thing, just once a week. And they enjoy it. I think the kids really like to see, like people to watch them play and we play with them. So it's a good chance for them to show up their skills and uh, have it be a little bit more organized than just typical chaotic youth basketball. Kevin, what about you? Yeah, sim similar to Michael in the summer, Dr. Michael, he reached out to us and was just asking if we would want to come out and play. And it was perfect excuse to just get on the court. After the first day, we, we really enjoyed it. Just interacting with the kids and just being like positive role models. And as the time went on, like the kids became closer with us and started opening up and then just inquiring on what is it that we do or like. And I think that it was just awesome to give them that exposure at that age to just to see what, like Michael said, the steps that we had to take to get where we are and stuff like that. But outside of that, it's always therapy for us to just step away from like studying and to just get out and run with the kids and just have those positive interactions. Yeah, I'm hearing it's so beneficial for both of you guys as students to have that release and escape from school, but then the opportunity to get back into the community and serve the community that you guys are essentially like studying to one day care for. But then also the youth are getting so much from that because they're seeing, hey, look, this person made it. They may or may not have came from my background. They look like me. They can relate to me. And being able to identify, I think, is so important and then relate to, right, to the target population of whatever programming and intervention is being done. As medical students, what advice would you guys have maybe to other medical students that are listening to this podcast that would want to start something similar or be involved in something similar, but may not like know where to start or may not feel like they may necessarily have the time as a medical student? Like what pearls of wisdom or advice would you give to someone that's looking to start or do the same thing? Yeah, they the advice I would give is we're super passionate about it. So it's easy for us to take our time out uh, to make it happen. Um, but really the the big thing that really has kind of pushed us forward and making this easy for us to do is it is only like a one hour commitment from us a week. 
and the relationship that we form, not just with the kids, but with the faculty at Newark, they look forward to us coming. And so they make it super, super easy for us to be involved and do what we want to do with it. They're the like leaders of the gym. And so they allow us to be able to do our thing and keep us on the time straight up one, once a week. And that, that really helps it out makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Add on to what Michael was saying. I think one of the biggest things, especially for a medical student, is like starting small because you do have other commitments, but try to find like something where you could be passionate, like Michael said, but also the consistency. Because especially like when you're working with with younger people, I know it's easy, like things come up all the time while you're in school. But if you can find something where you're there and they see you like every week or however you do your program, I think it builds more rapport with them. And I think you get a better outcome on the back end. That's a good point, Kev. So many people go into the community and they do their work and they leave. And Dr. Mike, he made a big thing about like he was helped us give us motivation to start at the beginning of the fall to like, we did, we had this great thing, they loved it. And then it's okay, then we just go away. But we want like being a staple in the community and being there and like in, the, like in a consistent fashion, I think it, that's what makes it so fun is that they know us so well and it's, we're there. We're always, it feels like we're always gonna be there, especially as future physicians and hopefully in this community will be those, that kind of pillar for them. Right, and it's so important that you said that because I think so frequently, especially in the New Orleans community, there is a sense of mistrust, right? And when you say, hey, I'm a doctor, hey, I'm from this hospital, they're like, oh, no, can I trust you? Or my aunt or my cousin or this person had this negative reaction or experience with healthcare in the system. And so there is like this very heavily intertwined sense of mistrust. So I think that point is so important of like, consistency that Kevin mentioned and like making sure that, hey, things may come up, we're busy, but making sure that this one hour of time is something that you're like devoting to the community and it's like a promise to that, to your patient population and like who you're working with, because that's just so important with creating those lasting like relationships for sure. Dr. Akawankwo, you want to tell me a little bit as far with you being a founder, right, of this organization, a little bit of your your pearls and tips of wisdom as a resident starting this, where our time is definitely few to none. <laughs> I know your passion for this, and that's definitely what helped fuel you from start to continuing through this program. But can, from a resident perspective, speak a little bit to our resident listeners out there that may want to start a program similar to this and any advice for those that will want to replicate this or something similar um, on just where to start or things that you learned along the way? Yeah, so I believe before the action is the motivation. And I would suggest that any anyone just take a visit and look at that personal statement that they wrote when they applied to medical school. And, and you mentioned some of the ideal things, altruistic things that were your motivation going into medicine. So I would advise anyone just to take a look at that, reflect upon it. And from there, um, you will likely be able to find um, a place for you to do that work outside the scope of medicine. And just like Mike and uh, Kevin said, they find your passion and uh, develop a way to build that into why you wanted to become a physician and just find a way in which it can be a resource to others outside the hospital and the community. So with any successful programming, of course, there may be head barriers to that program. If there were any with this and getting this off the ground, can you guys speak to any of the barriers or hiccups that you guys may have had along the way? I think one of the, the hiccups that I can think of was, I know recently we just had um, the Stop the Bleed um, event. Would have um, likely 
um, had more opportunities to th think about different events outside the scope of basketball that could have probably been planned and exposed to, to the youth. So that's one of the things that uh, comes to mind. I'm not sure if Kevin or Mike has any um, other um, things to speak of. Also, funding is uh, it's not a unique need um, for any um, program. So that's yeah. certainly affects us. Yeah, I think, the I guess, like one of the more difficult parts is, I think, like, getting the trust of the people at the gym. Because the young men that are there, like, they they have to know that we're coming. Like, get them excited. But we're only there once a week. And to get them excited, get them to want to come. And we have to do our job on the Tuesday, whatever day that we would do it, to make it fun. But it does help when the faculty at the gym, they know we're coming. They want the kids to participate. And they are, like, vouching for us and putting in it. Hey, the doctors are coming on Tuesday, talking a little trash with them. Like, the kids like to talk trash. Yeah, you all get the doctor's buckets this week. And they'll be like, and then they come in, and they've been talking trash all week with the All with week, the so they're ready. Yeah, so they're ready. And so I can see how if we didn't have such a good relationship with the faculty there, that it would be difficult for them, for just the young men to want to come. It's okay, we've got some people coming to the gym, yeah, whatever, but they really helped. And so that was definitely, could be a, could be a possible hiccup if, we, if it wasn't as good as it was. One of the things I know, like in the summer, we got big numbers because of just the availability of the kids. And like we, we show up to the rec center and they like, they come from the neighborhood. It's, it's, we show up and we we don't know how many kids we're going to get that day, but we try to come with the same, like the same energy for, we have 20, 20 kids in the gym to, if we have three kids that show up that day. And I think that in the summers we had big numbers. And then once we extended it, it was here and there with the numbers, just because school and other programs that they're in at the time. But like Michael was saying, we got the, we were able to gain the trust and support from the staff. And so they did help they promote and so like they know like some of the kids may come later and they try to tell them like hey the doctors are going to be here from this time to this time and so getting that support is, has been very big for us yeah when that really helped the event that we had they had a night out against crime event at the gym and it was really a community-wide event and mm -hmm. they the faculty at the gym had a basketball game against the doctors and so like it was in front of the community they had a like the like a dance studio down the street or something they the girls that were the young that were there, they had a uh, dance show at halftime. And so everybody saw that. And I think they seen us and we were, we were trying to kill the, we were trying to whoop up faculty. <laughs> and so everybody saw that. And I think that also helps help bring in kids more consistently when we first started. Because over the first two days when we started back in the fall, I know me and Kev were like, oh man, I don't know if we're going to, like we're going to continue, we're going to keep coming, but I don't know how many that we end up having just because yeah. it's so different from the summer. Yeah, but that's a consistency, right? Like you're coming and regardless of if it's two one day, like eight the next week or the next week, like you guys are staying consistent. You guys are showing up. They see that, right? So then they know, hey, look, I, we know that we can count on these docs to be here and pour into this. And I'm sure they look forward to that. And then just knowing that you guys have that community buy-in starting what this program six, seven months ago or earlier in the summer. And then for you guys to be at this point where you guys have done so much, it's amazing. Um, and so it's definitely a program that I'm glad that's there in the community and I'm sure the kids are too. So kudos. Yeah, big shout out to Dr. Mike getting it started. That's such a great idea. And it's so easy for us to continue it on just because the foundation has been built. 
No, Dr. Akarakwo is very humble, but is definitely doing so much in the community and isn't just talking about it, but is doing the work too. I'm definitely, it's definitely a pleasure to have him as well as you guys here. Before we wrap up, I think you guys spoke to this a little bit before as far as future goals. You guys have already done so much already as far as Stop the Bleed. And I know, Dr. Nkwankwo, you talked about adding different kind of health intervention and different types of programming in the future. Where do you guys see this going? What are some things that you guys would like to add, if at all, or see for this program in the next six months? I see. So moving forward, um, Kevin and Mike are the leaders, so I'm going to allow them to um, speak on that. But I just want to clarify what the basketball intervention is. And so I talked about the positive development curriculum. And so each day we would have interventions once a week. Each day would be themed by one of those um, competencies. We would talk about those competencies and then we would engage in basketball recreation play for a period of time to reinforce that specific competency. Then after the game, we would then talk about how that competency related to on the court activities as well as off the court, which is probably the biggest and most significant takeaway was off the court, the off the uh, court applicability. And each week we would do that per week. And I think Mike and Kev extended that same concept um, into uh, the current structure of the program, but I'll let them speak to what the future is. Yeah, I know the continuing on that kind of that same curriculum of just being a positive word, which we give them, I think the last week we had Stop the Bleed and our positive word was like composure, just related to Stop the Bleed. I got to be calm and collected under, under pressure. And so we try want to, we definitely want to continue that. That's, that's the, the foundation of what we do every week. We get a chance to speak to them. But I know for me, I definitely want to implement some more health aspects to it because it's health in hoops and health like first for a reason. And so we want to implement some more health. Like just think we, so we try to bring snacks, like how to try being healthy snacks because if it was up to them, they would eat hot Fritos and all that while we play. And so we try to bring fruits and stuff. But then we definitely want to continue that. I know Kev has a great idea about trying to get them more exposed to medicine. And then a big event that we want to try to put on is just to try to do like a back to school event where we want to try to get our free haircuts. And at the same time, we're able to get our free haircuts to the young men. We want to, if the parents bring them, we want to do health screenings for the parents and just make it like a health event, but it's still centered around the community center in the rec center in their neighborhood. And uh, like I said, we can get physicians, residents from around the community to be able to come and come check it out and participate. We can give real medical advice, professional medical advice to just the parents that are coming in. The kids, they know us, they know the gym, they get free haircut, everybody wants to be fresh for their first day of school. So that's like a hopeful goal as we continue on building this rapport with them and hopefully be able to put something like that on. Yeah, no, look, I'm looking for it. I know in six months, knowing you guys that it will be happening, maybe we could be doing another podcast just to check in and update to the program and where that's gone. As far as you guys talked a little bit about the logistics kind of day in and day out of what the program looks like when you guys are there um, with them for the hour. Is there anything that you guys would like to talk to listeners about as far as like the current successes um, of any like data or outcomes that, you know, you guys have been able to track with the program so far? Yeah, we were able to have a a great meeting um, with one of the trauma surgeons, I believe from South Alabama um, a week ago who has a a great community outreach program. And they've gotten to the point at that particular um, institution where they're now tracking. We haven't actually formalized a means of tracking, but we do have a surrogate for such. 
in terms of the program extending into the fall, which was due to the appreciation of the work done in the summer by not just the youth, but their parents and the uh, staff at the facility. So those kind of suggested a level of success. And moving forward, we hope to adopt some more structured, maybe survey-based metrics to just to make sure that people are getting what they want from it. No, for sure. For sure. All right. Our listeners, that was Health and Hoops Talks. Here again, I have joined with me Dr. Michael Akaronkolo, founder, and student Dr. Kevin Hardy, as well as student Dr. Michael Alfred. I appreciate you guys for joining me and talking to me about your program. I know I've learned a lot and taken a lot from your intervention and programming in the community. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners hopefully have been inspired and can feel that this is something that they too, you know, a medical student or even a busy resident, something that they can do and be inspired to go out and do something similar in the community. If there's anything else that you'd like to add, please feel free in doing so. But it was such a pleasure to have you guys here. And I look forward to having you guys back for another episode. We appreciate it. Yeah, we just wanted to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to showcase what we've been able to do in the community. Of course, pleasure is all mine.